Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet hosted by klutzy alternate versions of its actual hosts. Yes, guys, I am alternate Trip. That's right. I, he, I look this, nothing like This trip. week, Trip and Corbin have goatees, and I don't. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's like Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek, right? Yeah. Wrong, wrong sci-fi parallel universe <laughs> franchise. Hey, it's the noobs and the Whovian, I think, still. Even in this universe. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the news. news. And joining us again from the, oh gosh, what city? St. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Annex offices of Master Closet Studios. It's the other guy. Hey, I'm Jared. It's it's the, the classic Who guy. He's not the other guy. Corbin's the other guy. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who while watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. <laughs> Welcome to episode 142, covering the 1965 movie Doctor Who and the Daleks. I was waiting for and Jared. Oh, I'm just I'm just following the script, and uh, I'm like, oh yeah. Please. I'll read the next part if you want me to. Austin. Maybe I'm Please. supposed to introduce it. <laughs> this is what happens when when I don't play. Yeah. There you go. Trip just added to the show notes. So next week we got it down. Hey guys, this is the and one Jared. where. <laughs> All right. So I, since we've stopped anyway, stop the momentum. I do want to say if we're doing like bizarro world here, then, oh, yeah. uh, you know, where would I be from where, you know, instead of the St. Louis annex. And I was thinking, I was like, Oh, bizarro world. St. Louis is probably still St. Louis. So, you know, <laughs> So okay, you're from like there. That. You're allowed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, where I where I live out in West County, west of the western suburbs of St. Louis, it's like a normal town. But you you go downtown and you can experience a whole different world. And so I, I think I'm I'm the only, I, I you know, I, St. Louis can be its own bizarre world. So. That's right. Pro- probably not unlike DFW. So, hey, guys, this is the one where they do the exact same story as the Daleks, but worse. Also, the TARDIS is really, really, really huge. It's so big. <laughs> it's like 15 feet tall. So, so. We'll, we'll get into it. There, there are, there are, there are notes. Let's just say that. Uh, guys, this was a, uh, this was a movie, so it didn't air, but it premiered June 25th, 1965. It was written by Milton Subotsky. Yeah, sure. Uh, and directed by Gordon Fleming. Uh, under miscellaneous trivia. Um, th- this was fascinating to me. Um, okay. So, you know what, actually, first of all, first of all, remind me that I'm in the miscellaneous trivia and get to get to the next bullet here, but we d- we need to take a, a second to pause and say, what the heck is going on here? Right. Under the category of miscellaneous trivia, Dr. Who and the Daleks. I know we've discussed this some, but in, in, in trying to find this movie and trying to find the other movie. And then, Oh my gosh, we had to have at lunch today. I had to have like a 20 minute excursus for Keely on what are we talking about today? Because I'm like the movie. And she's like, Oh, you found the movie. No, not that movie. Oh, so you didn't find the movie. No, we did find that movie. So you already watched that movie. No, we watched the other movie. (laughs) So (laughs) as I explained to her, there exists in the world three, at least, as far as I know, three Doctor Who movies. So the one that we are typically talking about is Doctor Who colon the movie, which is Peter McGann as the eighth Doctor, and it's in continuity. It bridges the gap between classic Who and new Who, right? Uh, And as I explained to mom, you know, Peter McGann played this character for this movie, and then, you know, that's it, except that he also played 
the same part in um the night what was it night and the 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 night of the doctor not night and the doctor that was a, a different thing so he was in a not an episode but a prequel uh the night of the doctor but then you also have these two as we've been calling them parallel universe movies <laughs> and the best way i could describe it to her was i was like you know how you have marvel movies and they kind of have some similarities to the comic books but if you know the comic books and you watch the movies, you're like, this is not what Iron Man is like. Um, you know, and, and me personally, by the way, I know Marvel from MCU. That's what I, I know. I knew the gist of things, but I don't know detail. So whenever like fans are losing their minds about what they got wrong in the movies, I don't know. And I don't care because I don't have that background. Right. As long as you remember that those are two different universes, you're fine. So as long as we remember throughout this episode, that the movie we just watched takes place in a parallel universe. And by the way, we're going to talk some more about that. <laughs> You'll remember that this, you know, this is different. And the way it came about was that Terry nation and, and Jared, feel free to jump in here and correct me where, where I need correcting. Cause I, I know some of this and I know, you know, some of this in between, mm. you know, our powers combined, we'll be captain planet here. <laughs> um, Terry I am nation not hard. Wrote, I'm just going to say that right now. The oh, weakest come of all in. Hours. Come on, man. <laughs> Let it go. It's been decades. No, feel left out of this conversation. I know the boys are like, what is a Captain Planet? Yeah. Is he is he an Avenger? Um, <laughs> put it on the list, Trip. So Terry Nation wrote the original episode, or excuse me, the original story, the serial, the Daleks, thereby creating the villains, the Daleks, and thereby establishing you know, like saving Doctor Who as a franchise on its second story, um, you know, cementing it as a staple in the UK for decades to come and then globally, but also retained the rights to those characters. Now, things are way different now. None of, none of these things that we're about to discuss would have happened in 2020 or 2021. None of them. Sure. Yeah. But he maintained the rights to those characters and somehow um, was able to sell the movie rights to the characters the Daleks, in, in particular, the story, the Daleks, that serial, he was able to sell the movie rights to that. And so, um, Jared, do you happen to know, was the BBC aware that this was happening? Uh, that's a good, powerless to do anything? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if they were aware. Uh, okay. I, they, I, I would imagine so, but yeah, I, I have no idea. Gotcha. So, um, with, with or without BBC's knowledge, he um, had this movie made. And, um, you, you know, once you get about 10 minutes into it, you are pretty much watching, it's like, it's like watching a cover of <laughs> the original TV show episodes, right? The, the intro, as I was telling the boys earlier was, was okay. We didn't have an unearthly child, so we have to catch yeah. the movie audience up presuming that they don't know anything about the, the, you know, the characters from the TV show. Oh, and by the way, if you know anything about the characters from the TV show, forget that we'll yeah. spend the first 10 minutes erasing all of that. And so you end up with this movie. <clears throat> then you end up with uh, a sequel the next year called Daleks invasion of earth AD, no 2150 AD. And mm -hmm. so uh, if I remember correctly, that was based off of another Daleks serial. Yeah. Um, so this was, so this was another movie that aired after the <laughs> TV show already did the story, mm -hmm. but it's told from the pr perspective of these characters that we just met. So a little bit, a little bit different there. So that's, that's what got us here. So that's why we've been calling this the uh, parallel universe 
um, yeah. episode. So um, I like to think that we're branching out as a podcast. We've we've done <laughs> we've done you know <clears throat> Christmas specials and we've done flashbacks and we've done flash forwards and now we're doing a flash sideways so um <laughs> we've done the we're, we've done the lost trifecta which by the way the boys are in the midst of watching lost right now so i'll just stop talking about that anyways because they're like what anyways um so because they they did this movie right and they had these by the way the thing that i love about the daleks is the daleks didn't change um, in appearance, they looked other than color. They looked, say, they <clears throat> yeah, other than color. But what I mean is, they were like the stock Daleks, right? That, that's what you would have expected. I was half expecting them to roll out and look terrible, right? Yeah. They didn't. Because of this, the BBC bought several of those Daleks from the movie company and used them in the filming of the serial The Chase, which actually aired before the movie premiered. Okay. So remember the Daleks, mm. 1963 or, or early 1964, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. This movie came out in 1965. Mm -hmm. Sometime between the filming of this movie and the release of this movie, the BBC bought some of the prop Daleks, used them in the episode, the chase or the, the serial, the chase, and then aired that episode. So you actually saw these Daleks, on the Doctor Who TV show before you saw them in the movie. <laughs> but it's and in the black snake and white. continues so. eating its tail. Yeah. Well, okay, I was going to ask you, so the chase was still in black and white? Yeah, yeah, that's in oh, black man. and white. So you didn't, so you you didn't get to see them in all of their uh, M&M glory. Or right, Skittle, Skittle right. Glory. But it's pretty cool because the, the Daleks are chasing uh, the Doctor and and his companions, uh, which is still Chesterton, Ian Chesterton and Barbara and... and uh, um, uh, his granddaughter, uh, they're chasing, mm -hmm. chasing through, they, they learn how to, the Daleks learn how to time travel. So they're t chasing them through time and space. And it's, that's kind of fun. Ooh, that's, so that's the chase. Yeah. That's the chase. Oh, that sounds cool. <clears throat> so I went digging into, uh, this version of Barbara because I, I had a suspicion and I was right that the Wikia has a whole separate <laughs> entry for parallel universe Barbara. They didn't call it that. I'm calling it that. But they did have like Barbara parentheses, Doctor Who and the Daleks. Yeah. Right. So recognizing this is a completely different character. I went trying to, to, to clear up some of the things that we're going to discuss below about Barbara and Susan and Doctor Who and how they're all interconnected in this version in this parallel universe right but in the midst of that that research i fell down an interesting rabbit hole as i sometimes do on the wikia apparently there's a 1987 short story called doctor who the third motion picture now this is a short story so this is written right mm -hmm. i don't remember how it was released i don't know if it was like a novel or, or a novella or whatever 1987, they released Doctor Who, the third motion picture, you know, comma, semicolon, the book. In this story, the script for the never released third Peter Cushing movie is found. Okay. This is all a fiction. I don't know if there ever was a uh -huh. third movie. I don't know if there was even a rumor of a third movie, but in the constructs of this, of this book, a third script was written um, for Peter Cushing. And by the way, they keep referencing the fact that despite Peter Cushing's best efforts to burn, destroy, and erase it from history, <laughs> it, a copy of it gets found, right? And in the script, 
So I, I guess maybe there's some framing device where now we're reading the script. Mm-hmm. And so you enter the world of the the third motion picture and you're, you're, you're traveling along in that story. And in the telling of that story, the Barbara character somehow becomes self-aware, realizing that she is a fictional character. This sounds It's so meta. It's fantastic. And she manages to quite literally break the fourth wall and kill the script writer what? so that she can escape her fictional world. Nice. And the, and the, and the, the only evidence of it is that like the script stops mid sentence and there's blood spatter on the page of the script. So pres- I'm, I'm guessing, because again, I haven't read this, but I'm guessing based on the description that at that point you like pull back out of the movie and back into the world where we're just reading the script and it, you know, as you're reading the script, it stops mid sentence and there's blood, sp- blood spatter <laughs> on the script, presumably because Barbara bludgeoned the script writer to death. Oh my god! <laughs> and it so, does that, is that where it ends? That's the end. I mean, I, as far as I know, that's, that's it again. I haven't read it. So anytime you're ever thinking, you know, what it would be cool to do with this, this character from Doctor Who or this weird canonical thing or this side parallel universe. Don't worry. It's already been done by someone out there and they've taken it much further than you would have ever dreamed. So um, I desperately now want to go read (laughs) Doctor Who, the third motion picture. So anyway, guys, let's get into the cast. Uh, Doctor Who, please note, Doctor Who, not the doctor. Not not Doctor Who. No, just the doctor. His name is, by the way, in in every crediting that I saw of it, Dr. Period Who. So not even Doctor written out, right? (laughs) Doctor Who, played by Peter Cushing. Now, Peter Cushing um, was one of these, holy crap, this guy did a lot of movies, you know, back when, by the way, Corbin was blown away when I told him that the sequel to this movie was released in 1966. And Corbin... Jared, here's what Corbin said. They filmed an entire movie in a year. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, movie houses used to turn out like 30 movies a year. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's, and by the way, 30 movies a year, sometimes with the same actors. I mean, like an actor was not working if they weren't producing like 10 movies a year back in like right. the 30s and 40s and everything. Not back by the 60s necessarily. Crap. Yeah, like, this this crap this crap where like animated movies take a decade to make. Mm-hmm. No, none of that was happening back then. Well, that's back when the movie studios owned the actors, and I they, mean, yeah, yeah, they didn't so really like, pay them. When I tell you to, boy, <laughs> it's like paid for their lavish lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you know, given how this turned out, I can tell they were going <laughs> for quantity over quality. It, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, so he played Doctor Frankenstein several times. What? He was credited in a number of Frankenstein movies as Baron Frankenstein. And so I don't know if that's the Dr. Frankenstein character got a Baroness, uh, got, got a bear. What is it? What would that be called? Jared? A, a, is that a barony? What is that? A, a title. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If you're, like, if you're, like if you're a, a Duke, you have a duchy. Right. And a Lord, a it's a lordship or something. Yeah. yeah I have dutch. no clue for a Baron. Yeah, you're the king over a kingdom. You're the Duke over a dukedom or a duchy. Um, Baron over a Baron of follow mule. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so he, he, he played that character. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he was also Van Helsing a few times. He played Sherlock a 
bunch of times. I mean, for like decades, it seemed. Um, he was Dr. Terror in <laughs> Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, what? which we'll circle back around to in a second. He was also Grand Moff Tarkin. Wait, what? Yes. This is the guy that they brought back from the dead for Rogue One. Sure. Yes. Oh, really? This, he looks this is Peter like Cushing. I know. Well, okay. So you have to keep a couple things in mind. This movie was done in 1965, and he didn't show up until Empire, right? Or was was he in New Hope? I don't remember. All right. Let's say he was in New Hope. That was what 77, 78, 70, 79. When was Star Wars? Looking at me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at you, asking Jared. That's what. <laughs> That was, was like 70, 79. I think New Hope was 77. Empire was 79, something like that. Okay, there. All right. Yeah. And then 81 for Jedi. Yeah. So, at any rate, so it's like 12 years later. So he's 12 years older, mm-hmm. plus no crazy wig and weird glasses and mustache or whatever yeah. he had in this movie. Right. So put him, put him in an Imperial uniform and, and shave his face and slick back his hair. I'll be honest. I've Grand already forgotten Tarkin. what he looked like. So. Uh, the scariest man you've ever seen <laughs> who's in charge of the Death Star. No, I meant Peter Cushing. I've forgotten what he looks like. Oh, oh okay. Watch this Just in general? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this version of Ian Chesterton, which I believe is the only character who we actually heard his last name at any point in the movie. I don't, I don't think we heard Barbara or Susan's last name during the movie, That's but we did hear too. Ian one time. Yeah. Um, he was played by Roy Castle. And uh, hey, the isn't one that, mm? isn't that Punisher's name Roy Castle? It's something Castle. I don't think oh, I don't Roy, know, but I don't know. Um, he played Biff Bailey in Doctor Terror's House of Horrors, <laughs> well, uh, which, by the way, if I remember correctly, predated this movie. So they had actually uh, those mm. two guys had actually worked together before, at least in some capacity. I don't know Biff <laughs> Bailey. Yep, Biff what? Bailey in Doctor Terror's House of Horrors. Uh, Barbara was played by Jenny Linden and she starred, she also starred alongside Peter Cushing in one of the Sherlock Holmes miniseries that he did. So on mm. top of playing Dr. Uh, playing Sherlock Holmes in several movies, he also did at least one, but I think a couple miniseries uh, as Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And in one of those, um, the, uh, the Barbara character, Jenny Linden, uh, starred alongside him. Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right, Google Fi. They have their own sort of uh, cell phone company. Uh, let's call it cell phone service, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a little side project that Google did, and then they turned it into a full-blown thing. We've been using them for, uh, oh gosh, probably five or six years or so. Um, and for just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text. Uh, for $15 a line, you can add on as many lines as you want to to get your unlimited talk and text, and then $10 per gig of data. It charges you down to the megabyte, a penny, a megabyte for everybody's data. Everybody gets charged the same into one big bucket. So if you've got a family plan, uh, you can you can just throw all that together. If you are not looking for a family plan, but maybe looking to share with some folks and save a little bit of money, uh, you can actually do like a sharing. Uh, you can share with any other Google user. And um, they used to have a feature, I don't know if they still do, where you could literally split the bill. <laughs> so you could each Google account attach their payment method and you each member pay for their data that they use. But you're all taking advantage of getting the great rates at Google Fi. So head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi and get $20 off after your first month. 
All right, so that uh, brings us into the checklist, the meat of the uh, of the old podcast here. Name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Thank goodness, no. <laughs> uh, that would be so dumb. If there had been a moment where it was like, wait a minute, this is like Doctor Who and the Daleks, you know, something. <laughs> I would, by the way, would not have been surprised uh-huh. at all with the level of camp in this movie. No. Uh, had, uh, the creature of the week was who, Jared? Uh, Ian Chesterton. Okay, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was a creature. Oh, he's the he best. Was, you know, he was a he was he a slowed. mutated version of the original character. He, he did more to disrupt the plot of the movie than the Daleks, but <laughs> or disrupt the uh, the the goals of the protagonists and then than the Daleks did. Yes, but yes, uh, so no, he's definitely uh, obviously, the antagonist of the week. <laughs> obviously, we have the Daleks. Naturally. Yes, obviously, and not just the Daleks. We had. Technicolor Daleks. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's so weird. Because if you're going to do a movie in color in the 60s, you better have all the colors. All of them. <laughs> so when we first, uh, when they first got a glimpse of them, I think the very first scene, there were three, it was essentially Skittle Daleks, right? Yeah. It was but three different had, colored like, Daleks. Line, like kind of highlights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, and Corbin said exactly what was on my mind. The black and silver and gold Dalek looked dope. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. thing oh, looked yeah. bad. And by the way, um, on the Wikia, under main enemy, it says the black Dalek. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get that huh. he was the leader. Did, was, yeah. No, I no. think he was. Totally was he meant to be? Yeah. Okay. I, I just thought it was interesting that. to to call out a particular Dalek and just yeah. instead of just saying the Daleks. So I don't know. Uh, they had red lights. We're used to just seeing white lights, yeah. you know, flashing on, on top of their heads. And again, that was probably a, a Technicolor thing. And who knows? I mean, maybe the original Daleks even had red lights. We just didn't know because <laughs> it was black and white. Uh, Jared, any, any info on that? Do you know? Well, the, yeah, the the original Daleks had lights, but I have no clue if they were red. Um, yeah, but weren't, they... weren't the original Daleks kind of kind of blue? Didn't we learn that in an adventure in space oh, and time? Yeah, yeah, I think they were. They were kind of a bluish like a silver. silvery blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just came off as different shades of steel, you know, in on black and white. But I think it was right. shades of blue or right. that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, some they, of them... they definitely the early ones had. I mean, they had different switches for all the the lights and the. Um, to be able to move the the suction cups and all, all those sorts of things, the, the phaser guns and whatnot. The people inside were actually working all those levers and triggers and stuff, which is pretty cool. That just seems like so much going on inside of one of those little things. That seems like that was a that was a tough job. And you know it had to be like 500 degrees inside those things. Oh, good. Because whenever they build suits like this, or at least you know back then, I'm sure, I think by now they've got it figured out, but whenever they used to build monster suits like this, they were always built out of like, you know, two inches of, of non-porous rubber with no cooling system whatsoever for the actors. Like, you know, uh. guys that played Godzilla were just dropping like flies because they were having heat stroke and crap. So I can't imagine inside of one of these uh, tin cans, as it were. Yeah. Uh, some of them had claws instead of plungers. None, that was none of them had plungers. They all just... They no, all no, no. Claws. Some of them did. It did? Yeah, that was the thing. Because yeah. y'all said... They've got claws. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I looked and like half of the ones on screen had claws and half of them had plungers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. The ones with the plungers, uh, my... they're the custodian Daleks. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. What 
what clogs a Dalek toilet? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. feeding those guys, Jared. Exactly. Why did you have to take us to the bathroom? Hey, hey you took um, it that far. I wasn't, I wasn't going there. <laughs> Look, you pointed me at the door. I just walked through it. Okay. Uh, so my particular favorite was the Iron Man Dalek. Yeah. That was the, the fire engine red with the gold trim. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, was like, was it was like sweet. if Tony Stark built a Dalek, it was amazing. Um, let's see. Oh, um, we actually talked about, oh, I wonder what it's going to look like. I wonder if we're going to get to see it yeah. more than we did in the original version where, we just just the, the, weird the little hand, hand yeah, the little claw reaches out from under the, 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 I don't know, towel or whatever they wrapped thing. it in. Yeah. The sheet, um, they did the exact same thing. Yeah. Unfortunately enough, this is a shot for shot remake. It so. really was. <laughs> um, broke the door thing when, where he sat on the thing. Oh my gosh. Was, that was my favorite so Ian dumb. bit in this whole oh movie. Um, <laughs> making a lame joke and then running into a door immediately afterwards. I, yeah, I made the joke. I was like, I'm waiting for it to like slam shut on his nose and have him do the platfall <laughs> thing where he turns around holding his nose. Um, we didn't go that far, but almost. Um, so when the Dalek reached its claw out, it was a webbed claw. And that was about the only difference that we noticed really yeah. was that. And you could see like that it was green. green. And weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could so have been weird. green well, in the original, yeah. but it was black and white. So we don't, you know, it was just dark gray. Um, holy crap. We had blowtorch Daleks. Yeah. What was that? It looked so weird. You know, I'm glad they're more nifty in this. Having a single plunger yeah. and laser gun is not going to get you through Life. Yeah, so you had like different uh different roles of Daleks. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you had Except plunger Dalek, three, but... claw Dalek, and then you had and I said blowtorch. Was it a blowtorch or was it a uh it was a, it was a cutting torch, right? Is that what I'm thinking of? Or was it one with an actual or something like that? Yeah. Okay, right, right. There were yeah, there was one with a cutting torch. Yeah. There wasn't one that was like a flamethrower, right? No. Okay. Because yeah. that well, brings me to my next point. Oh, go ahead, Jared. Well, I was just gonna say it's instead of if you're going to build a mechanical suit to house you, instead of building like a, a Swiss army suit where you can pull out various arms as you need them, it sounds like you, you'd have to buy a set of Daleks in order to really get through life properly. You know, it's, it's, so what we're saying is, is Inspector Gadget has more ingenuity than the Daleks. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Well, and, and you probably have to buy different sets for what you want to do. You have a cooking set. You know, there's the, there's the Dalek <laughs> with the frying pan. Wait. And then the Dalek right, yeah. with the Dutch oven, you know, so you have the, different, different options. The one with the plunger is the one that also comes uh, side by side with the one with the pipe wrench yeah. and, yes. and, the, and the pipe snake. The, the, and yes. then you have the, then you have the spatula one, you have the whisk one, which actually uh-huh. the, the laser thing doubles as a whisk. I think, remember the I think that, yeah, definitely. They can kill and whisk. Uh, so you, are, you can go right from yeah. one to the other. Occasionally they'll do both at the same time. Yes. They'll just whisk whisk you to death i think you forget that they don't eat uh, not gonna be doing much they cooking. definitely Quiet, do you. eat we're fantasizing over here anyways they, they definitely eat. um so that does bring me down to my next point here i i, I wrote down what's with the gas nozzle instead of the x-ray <laughs> laser and of <laughs> course so wikia weird. had the had the answer okay so apparently they couldn't achieve the x-ray effect and this is the way they phrased it they couldn't achieve the x-ray effect on movie film 
So I don't know what the difference is there. I don't know. Uh -huh. Apparently there was a difference between TV film and movie film. Yeah. They couldn't affect, achieve the x-ray effect or at least not in a cost-effective way. Mm -hmm. So they were going to give the Daleks flamethrowers oh instead. Naturally. Yeah, really. So the one flamethrower Dalek. Which I no 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 no. So you you got it backwards here. Instead of having what we've been swapping out with the Swiss Army Daleks is the plunger, mm -hmm. but they all have the the gun, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about instead of the 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 X ray laser beam gun, they were going to make that a flamethrower. Mm -hmm. So oh, every Dalek, what? every Dalek. So you would have had one Dalek who had a flamethrower and a blowtorch. Okay. They decided oh. that because again, somehow, bizarrely, in the mindset of 1960s entertainment producers, this was a children's film. Nice. They decided that that would be that would freak out the kids. The Daleks having flamethrowers. Having a flamethrower thingy to blow through the door. No, that's that's a tool. That's not a you know like burn down the villages or whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> so they listen, guys. They were going to give them flamethrowers. And when they decided that that would be too much for the kids, they went as far to the other extreme as possible and equipped them all with fire extinguishers. That's what that was. <laughs> That's what that was. Oh. That was fire extinguishers, which, by the way, explains why the the gas seemed to be emanating from the coupling, not the end of the barrel. Yeah. Did y'all notice that? No, it seemed but... like the it seemed like the gas or whatever was emanating from inside the Dalek, not the end of the barrel. And I guess it's because they just stuck a fire extinguisher up to the to the hole and just blasted it through around the gun. So, um, yeah, that's that's why we got that. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corbin, didn't we have this somewhere else? I can't find it anywhere else in the notes. So. I thought uh, I had it. We might as well mention it. All right. Here. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and mention it here. The um, apparently if, if you if you pay attention. The Daleks uh, dialogue throughout this movie is even more halting and nice. jarring than normal. I think it's maybe the worst part of the movie, actually. Because, yeah. okay, first of all, in the show, we rarely see the Daleks having dialogue. Mm -hmm. They're usually shouting one word. Or if they're having any kind of protracted conversation, even that is cut short. Right. Yeah. But in this, you had a scene where a Dalek spoke to another Dalek. That Dalek replied, and they went back and forth for like two minutes. And I'm Dalek like, been I want to kill the television right now. Like this is, this is destroying my brain cells. I can feel it. <sighs> Part of the reason that the dialogue was so stilted in this one, again, even more so than where we're used yeah. to in the past, is because the director, who we should note was not familiar with the Daleks. Uh, awesome. Jared, take that one in. Breathe that one in deep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Fleming or whatever his last, whatever his name was, was not familiar with the character of the Daleks. Still watch the episode. Did not realize that the flashing lights were there to indicate which Dalek was speaking. But he, he thought did have it they there. were just random lights. So if you notice, not only is the dialogue more stilted than normal, there are scenes where a Dalek in the foreground is speaking and his lights are going and, and it's and it's even worse than normal. But walking down the hall, excuse me, gliding down the hall is another Dalek whose lights are just going like crazy. It's because he thought it was just a random sci-fi effect. 
And so that's how they filmed it. Now, when they went back in to dub in the Daleks dialogue, the voice artists tried to match the blinking of the lights. Oh, which, no. As a, as a reminder, was being done at random. <laughs> so it is a wonder that they even had the right number of blinks per syllable, you know, that kind of thing. So that was that was one of my favorite uh and and i i came across that while we were watching it i had to i like had to pause the movie and go guys let me tell you this this is fantastic so um under uh the tardis this week um first of all it is uh this 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 week we are speaking of tardis not yes the tardis not the, yes. not the but so we must go to tardis yeah you, right like paris or, yes. or Chicago or St. Louis. It's TARDIS. We have to get back to TARDIS. Um, I made a note here. It's taller on the outside. Uh, and not, 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 and the show's version because they, at one point when we first get introduced to the TARDIS, excuse me, to TARDIS. Yes. Because again, now it sounds like we're talking about a person. Sexy. Um, Ian is standing there and I realize Ian would have to jump to look through the windows. He would have to jump, not stand on his tiptoes, but like get a step ladder or jump to, to look through those dang windows. You, know, you joke, but I think it may have actually been taller on the outside than it was on the inside. It could have been. It had to be like like eight or nine feet tall. It was, it was enormous. <laughs> it was ridiculously big. Um, it's just just like the character was constantly looking like up yeah yeah it was looking way up it was scaled properly too so it was like right. five foot long as yeah. well like holy right. crap right Excuse it wasn't me. really skinny tall it was just magnified right? <laughs> um it also doesn't um it doesn't really time uh, travel through the time vortex as much as it beams through time and space a la star trek yeah. He actually said that it I forget exactly how he described it now. But the way he was describing it sounded more like Star Trek teleporters. We just scatter the particles beaming, and then yeah, put them back. Exactly. Turn it it, into that's energy. exactly it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Turn them into energy and then and by the way, I love the special effect for that. Did y'all notice the special effect for that? They all just stood still for a second. Wait, <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> they flipped the switch and stood there for a second. Well, and there was like part was, whoop, 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 whoop. and then they were there. Apparently, but they didn't even all stand still. I think um the little girl I don't remember Susan. her name. Susan was actually kind of swaying back and forth. Or excuse me, bit. Susie. Was it Susie? Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. So, like everyone was standing still except for her. She was still just moving. Right. But I mean it wasn't well, and I say standing still, like not like freeze frame, just like waiting on the bus or you know, waiting on an elevator. <laughs> like there was no no sound effect, no well, there's a little bit of sound effect. But there was no special effect. Oh, by the way, another interesting thing that I ran across in, in researching this one, the the reason that the TARDIS didn't sound, excuse me, the reason that TARDIS doesn't sound like the TARDIS. The reason it doesn't do the 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 trademark sound is because it is literally a trademark sound. Right. BBC has the trademark right. on that noise. Aww. You cannot use it in that movie. So that's hilarious to me. So they just you, didn't add it the sound effect. Um they did they did just general background, you know, sound effects, but yeah. yeah, there was no like distinctive this is what TARDIS sounds like. What were you gonna say, Jared? Well, I was going to say, you can mess around with piano strings all you want, but you just can't record it and put it in a movie. So 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see, rather than a broken chameleon circuit, uh, it just looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> we got zero explanation as to why he shaped his, t- I mean, you know, like not even a Dr. Brown, if you're going to travel through time, you might as well do it in style. In style yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. Like you, you know made a I time was... machine out of a DeLorean. Like you made a time machine out of a police call box. Mm-hmm. You could not... almost think he just stole it. Except right. It's bigger than an actual police box, which implies that he made it himself. <laughs> which is I'm why going to make a so time massive. machine in the shape of a police call box plus twenty percent. Like <laughs> just, just it up he a didn't bit. know the dimensions. So That's he just what made it, was. it really That's big. He's <laughs> like, I don't know, it's probably like what, nine and a half feet tall, wouldn't you say? <laughs> they <laughs> lay it out. A lot of policemen in there, you know, for, for when you need to call for help. So exactly. it needs to be big. Exactly. <laughs> Stack them. Yeah. And it was, and I did like though, that the, uh, the difference in the size on the outside and the size on the inside, not only was it bigger on the outside than in the TV show, but it was smaller on the inside than it was in the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So like the difference wasn't like, it was still like, this definitely shouldn't fit here, but it was not as drastically huge. Um, it also bothers me anytime you have, cause this has happened in the show a couple of times. Anytime you have the bigger on the inside reveal with the doctor, uh, the doctor, with the the TARDIS up against a wall. Because then you can be like, oh, it just leads into a bigger room, you know. But anyways, that's that's a whole side note there. Um, we did notice it does have the right doors on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So way to be new who, uh, Parallel Universe who, because... Or the um, person just wasn't familiar with. That's probably that's what it was. Awesome. Well, it's got these kind of doors on the outside. It's probably them <laughs> on the inside. Yeah. And if it didn't, that would be silly that i've never watched the show but it's fine i'll, I'll just make this yeah i've never i've never watched the show but it seems like they would have gotten this right on the tv show it seems like if they looked completely different and were three times bigger on the inside than they are on the outside that that would just be weird and obnoxious so why would sense. we ever make them that way surely they didn't do that on the tv show um and uh this is its maiden voyage so unlike an unearthly child yeah. slash the daleks this was the first time that the TARDIS uh, traveled through space and time, and presumably, he took presumably every single person that he knew on this. He's uh, like, yeah. And a guy, he I just hope met. this works. Dude. Well, no, remember he didn't do that. Uh, was, remember Ian, Ian. because oh, yeah, this Ian whole adventure it. happened because Ian was a klutz, yes. except, except I kind of want to blame Barbara for this. Cause she like flying tackle <laughs> hugged him for some Actually, reason. Yeah. I'm going to say it wasn't Ian's fault. She, they played it like it was Ian's fault. Like, oh, klutzy Ian fell into the thing, but she like tackled him. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't walk past him and he went, oh, like she leaned into him. So lunged at him even. So also, what was that thing that when they pushed it, that, that, whole that was a weird lever. It was weird. a weird, weird lever. Yeah. So, uh, we had to re add something to the list. We haven't had an entry in a while. We had some jibberty jabberty here. We had some, we had some ninth doctor level jibberty jabberty here where uh, we had mention of the super ionized electrokinetic pre oscillator. And I don't even remember what it was. I have one of those in my kitchen. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. Does it ionize the green beans really good or what what is it? (laughs) I don't know. It makes Julian fries really well, but other than that, uh, it doesn't deliver on its promises. 
don't don't forget to pre-oscillate those julienne fries. Yeah. Because yes. otherwise, otherwise, the, when you try to electrokineticify them, they just they spoil. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's awful. I, I don't know. They, <laughs> Non-electrokineticified French fries takes taste terrible. So I wouldn't. You want know what's funny though is if we just if you just cut my laugh out a couple of seconds ago, we would sound like we were on an episode of Star Trek. Just like <laughs> just saying random things with full confidence that it actually makes sense when it's complete <laughs> nonsense. I wonder if that's what they did. Maybe they just ad libbed it all. And then kept it. No, the act no, because the actors would will will tell you those were the days they hated because oh, they had sure. to, they had to memorize all of that crap and then say it the the right way in the right order. Otherwise, you know the the hordes of fans would eat them alive. So, <laughs> uh, especially nowadays, like nowadays, those actors I do not envy at all. Like anybody that gets hired for a Star Trek or Star Wars or Doctor Who anything, yeah. I'm almost like well. You know, it's been a good run. I hope you enjoyed your life up until this point because it's over now. Um, there is nothing but this franchise from now on and half of the people will hate you for it. So um, then we had, um, because of that mention, later we had Susie, who, you know, is still just as precocious as Susan Foreman was. Yeah. She says, in electrokinetic theory, space expands to accommodate for the time necessary to encompass its dimensions. That, that sounded like you, it made sense. You learn that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even science, sound like bro. it makes sense. No, no, no. The way she said it, it was like full, full confidence. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, she must be too smart for me to understand what she's talking about. But yeah, no, it's yeah, just nonsense every... words. To accommodate for the time necessary to encompass its dimensions. Yeah. Why it's elect... oh. Come on, Corbin. It's basic electrokinetic Space theory. Yeah, you like expands for grade, time. Though. Yeah. <laughs> time expands for dimensions. In electrokinetic theory. Yeah. What's yeah. the problem here, man? Kind of roundabout. Two plus two is four. Come on. <laughs> It's not rocket science here. Come on. It's, it's not rocket it's surgery. Theory, theory, you know, it's fine. That's right. Um, okay. You know what? Needless sacrificial death. I, we, if we scratch off sacrificial, um, we could add a couple of the thals in here, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So first of all, the guy, the guy who got eaten by, apparently he was eaten by bubbles streaming up from 18 <laughs> inches below the surface of the water. Yeah. <laughs> The pipes. Okay, you so in the in in the original version, the water is murky. You can't see into it. Yeah. And and in that one, wasn't there more like a vortex? It wasn't bubbles. It was like a vortex I think so. or something. Yeah. It's like a whirlpool, right? You actually yeah. saw so in, the creature as well. No, or like no, an no. arm come up or something. Nope, nope. That was the thing because I remember I remember thinking, will we get to see the monster in this one? Mm. Because every place where I thought this movie would say this is a movie budget and 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 it's in Technicolor, so we're gonna do the things. They they let me down every single time. I thought we were gonna see more of the Dalek. No, I thought we were gonna see the monster. No, uh, no, none of it. Um, even the oh, by the way, the fossilized creature at the very beginning, I thought looked better in the classic mm. Who version than in the movie version because it looked like horrible in this one. So we had the Thal who they come come across the water. And the water is so shallow and so crystal clear, you can see pipes at the bottom of the puddle, lake, whatever that was supposed it was to like be. Two inches, and it was pointed out. Oh, look, pipes! This must be da da da. And so we gotta All go follow this. The and then when you come back to where the guy has presumably been eaten by a horrible mutant swamp creature thing, there's just bubbles emanating from the water, which where you can almost is. like. You could see the pipes next to the bubbles and they're going like, where did he go? And I'm like, he must have walked away because he's not in that water. If he was in that water, parts of him would still be dry. That water was not deep enough. 
Most of them would still be dry. I think he could be uh, yeah. laying down in that water and you would still he be He could be laying face him. down and not drown in that pool. <laughs> yeah. It was so shallow. <laughs> and again, Chris, it was like tap water. They're supposed to be in a radio a radiated swamp and it was clear as tap water. I digress. Also, we totally just went to drink it as well, which Oh yeah. And oh, that bothered up me. Their bottles. That bothered me a lot. They're like, "Where are we going to get some water?" Oh, how about this radioactive swamp water? I wouldn't drink it if there hadn't been nuclear fallout in that swamp. Water. <laughs> it's swamp. It's swamp water. And the Daleks are getting their drinks from it too. The phrase "it smells like a swamp in here" is for a reason. Like, it's not good. It's not. Yeah. Anyways, um, also needless deaths was the fall who tried to swing across the the or jump across the canyon yes. thing. Oh, no, no, that wasn't that wasn't needless die. sacrificial he death. didn't die in this wait one. a minute yeah. you're right holy crap so it was okay that so in the original story scene even dumber <laughs> even i i hated that scene in the original episode and this made it even dumber because they said even if they fell they would be fine right right if no one had made Why the jump they would have been fine scene exist so my favorite part of that scene in both versions was the absolutely silent plummet to their death, right? In both of them, they cut the rope and then obviously ducked off camera because they weren't actually hanging from anything, um, yeah. but fell silently, again, presumably to their death. And in the first version, to his death. And in this one, they come back and show this weird camera angle. And he goes, hey, guys, help me up. I'm right here, man. Yeah, like, I didn't die. I fell like two and, uh, feet. And like the only thing that would have made it campier would have been if they had had like a big moment where they zoomed in on the characters all silently, you know, mourning over the death of their friend who who sacrificed himself to save Ian's life. And they're hugging and crying and, and, and silently walk away. Right. You know, and then get out of earshot. And then the camera pans back down. Hey, guys, help me up. <laughs> I'm like five feet down, man. I can't, yeah, I'm like, I can't get up the rocks. Guys, I bet, I bet, like, if one of you reaches down with your arm, you you could probably, probably reach, reach me. <laughs> so for some reason, at this camera angle, we can't see the top of the cave. Yeah. I don't know why this looked like a bottomless pit. I, I apparently <laughs> fell ten feet when we dropped the torch down. It it hey, fell like a hundred. Guys, feet. the the tip of the frayed rope where I cut it with the knife is tickling my nose. <laughs> Perhaps I should just grab it. If you'll just lower it back down after taking off of Ian. <sighs> okay. So, well, did I, yeah. I? I just I love the idea that uh, the the premise that uh, well, okay, to save each other, we will tie this rope to each other, and someone Which falling like. suddenly is not going to just pull you over the edge. Corbin, yeah. Corbin was saying that the whole time. Yeah. First of all, I could make that jump entirely unaided and i probably wouldn't even be scared sleep. because it you, looks like it's two feet across you could make that jump by holding your hands over your head and falling forward like a log <laughs> and catching the other side probably at your waist ridiculous they have these running does anyone have does anyone have a plank of wood that we could use to span the chasm we could we could walk across our torches i mean like if i if I stretch real good, I might get a foot on either side of this thing. <laughs> it's so funny because on a TV budget, you go, all right, small sound stages. They had to work with what they had. But again, you take into account a movie budget and they did not do it any better. Uh -huh. It's almost like it was written into the script. They jump over a deep bottomless chasm that you could see the bottom of. 
<laughs> and it's two feet across. And like Jared said, the fact that he tied the rope around his own waist, you're ensuring that you die if that guy goes over the cliff. Yeah. It's insane that they well, would do that. Not well, only that. If it didn't pull you over the edge, the sudden cinching of the rope around your vital organs would not be good. <laughs> Your vital organs. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but also, like, to rocks, not yourself. How, how much slack was in that rope? Because again, we've determined, <laughs> we've determined that it was not that far of a gap. <laughs> yeah. And yet they threw him like. By the way, <laughs> they threw like thirteen feet of rope at his face. Yeah. And he didn't break. <laughs> it's just like flat. Just hits him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he him, falls to the ground and then he does it again and he's like uh, <laughs> like sort of half-heartedly grabs it like all right fine it's like it one like, time they threw it at him and he didn't catch it so they kept it in <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't part of the script that was an outtake and they forgot to cut it out <laughs> they didn't realize he didn't realize he didn't hear him call action so like, he was looking the other way like the rope hit him in the face it's, we thought it worked for the characters and we left it in <laughs> It was cheaper than cutting it out of the film. Because <laughs> it's 1965. We ran out of our editing budget. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, we ran out of our editing budget um, by by doing the Holy Pink Panther intro, Batman. <laughs> which brings us to other stuff we noticed. That was my first entry there. Because, oh my gosh. We're watching like, it. Are we watching Pink Panther? I'm watching it going... Is this? Did they steal the opening credits from the Pink Panther movie? <laughs> and Corbin goes, "What is this? The Pink Panther?" And then at that very moment, the Doctor Who and the Daleks came up uh, in I the can't. Pink Pantherist yeah. font I've ever uh, seen in my life. The only thing missing was like the star-shaped dot over the eye. That would—that's all we needed. Oh my gosh! I was like, this movie is so of its time. Um, then we had. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So just some, some parallels to the Daleks. I stopped writing this one because, yeah, because, everything at the, was the same. <laughs> because at the beginning I was pointing out all of the differences, right? Right. In my mind. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to keep track of like, what did they keep the same? Because I told trip at the beginning of this movie, I said, remember why this movie happened. So they're probably going to borrow a lot yeah. <laughs> from the episode. Uh. It's oh, not quite the right word. <laughs> Completely as much steal. as shot for shot yeah. remake. So I had parallels to the Daleks. Random travel without setting coordinates. The fluid link broke, and then that's where I stopped because I'm like, oh, okay, so it's the same story. I didn't realize that. I thought it was borrowed. I thought it, I thought I thought it was going to be like he had the rights to the characters. Not I didn't think the episode <laughs> exactly. They said here, take this episode, make it into a movie. Okay. Right. We also wrote down why are they feeding them diarrhea? Oh yeah. Uh, 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 why? Plunger dollar. Aisle three. Plunger dollar. Those were the two grossest <laughs> shots in the entire. Uh, he scoops it. Because by the way, there were multiple colors of of protein goo or whatever that was supposed to be. Why did she have to pick up the one that was most like diarrhea? Oh. Why couldn't she have picked up the, the, the blue stuff or the green stuff? She had to pick she up the, the brown stuff. Finger thing with the bean glop in her fingers, whatever it was. It was disgusting. He kept calling it bean glop. And I was like, bah, bah. 
<laughs> Those aren't beans. So I nasty. have brought more food and water. No, you have not, sir. You've brought poop and urine. I'm not sure what is going on. Okay. Wouldn't it have been great if we'd have seen like the water jug and there was a yellow tinge to it? Uh, <laughs> swamp water they're drinking? I would imagine there is. I, I hadn't really water. planned on watching this again, but you guys have ensured that I never will. <laughs> Just don't watch it right after dinner or right uh, before dinner. This is not a good movie now, but now there's, there's no way I could unsee it. It's uh. Oh, how did you not see that? It so, looks like you've changed a diaper before, beans. haven't you? Oh my no, gosh. I haven't. Oh, well, then there you go. That, okay, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why it didn't immediately come to your mind. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <sighs> okay. All right. Let's, okay. Let's reset. They're grossing out the listeners. <laughs> Someone's eating lunch. Oh, right okay. Now. Then here's where I had the note. At a certain point, the differences begin to fade away, and this is just a beat by beat remake of <laughs> the Daleks. I actually made a note that of that to myself. This is this this is like it unspooling yes. for me in real time. Was I was like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> so wow. it's just that story again. Okay. Um, it really was. It was like it was like a cover song. It's like what if what if somebody else made this episode or this uh, series? If this were a cover song, I think there'd be a lawsuit over it. It's just <laughs> so no, they, did, they did it with the rights. I kind of forgot that you guys didn't know that uh, that it was right. it, it was a remake. And uh, if you had asked me to to do like a, a preview, you know, catch us up. What do we need to know? Point uh, <laughs> five. Uh, that it would have come up. It would have been like, uh, you know, everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, go back and watch the Daleks. That's that's yeah. your uh, that's your primary right there. Yep. Um, I okay, Jared, help me out here. In the Wikia, it said the main setting was Scaro, and everywhere in sure. the, the recaps and the you know the the synopsis, it, it's Scaro, Scaro, Scaro. I don't know that they ever actually said Scaro. In this episode, did no, because they? they didn't know where they were. Right, but I mean, like the Thals didn't say it, the Daleks didn't mm-hmm. say it, and Jared actually, now that I'm thinking about it, did they say it in the Daleks? Yes, they did. Did yeah, they? I'm I'm almost certain they did, but of course, if you had asked me, uh, you know, um, did they say Scaro? You know, or or I would have been certain in the movie that they did, but now I'm like, oh, I can't tell you for sure. So. I I suddenly realized. Because as I was watching the 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 movie, <clears throat> I was looking at the Wikia, and it kept saying Scaro, 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 and I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't think I've heard yeah. that yet." And um, and and it's just now dawning on me. I I can't remember if they said it in the original episode because I didn't know. I wasn't sure if that was one of those things that got like written in later, like oh that their home planet is called Scaro. Like, did we know that in that first story, or did that come about later? I don't even remember. So. I would be curious. So li- listeners, if you heard the word Scarrow in this movie, uh, let, let us know. <laughs> Email so. us. All right. So who's who? All right. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So now we're, here's where I was breaking down all the differences. So who is Ian? First of all, like we said, he's a flipping klutz. It's just <laughs> yeah. played to ridiculous comedic effect. Uh, and it's so weird <clears throat> that in the, in the show, that was not him at, at all. Yeah. In fact, what we no. said Having watched the first two serials, I felt like we're so used to the doctor being the hero mm-hmm. and the companions either being terrified or helping the doctor. But in those first two serials, Ian's the hero. Yeah. And yeah. the doctor is like at best 
a grouchy old man. Right. And yeah. at worst, negligent, like criminally <laughs> negligent. Oh, I'm just going to pretend like yeah. this porch broke. So we have to go explore this radioactive city with my granddaughter yeah. in tow and these two random innocent people that just want to get home. Um, so it was weird to see Ian be, um, I think, as Jared said in a text message to me, the poorly written comic relief. Like it wasn't even good. Poorly written. Comic he was the best character in the episode. <laughs> no, you like how ridiculous he is. Yeah. I mean, okay. Do you like him as a funny character or do you like him as a, he's so a spoof of a human being? <laughs> <laughs> like spoof of a human being. Okay. If the Daleks were writing a, a, a TV show, writing a, a character that is a human, they would, they would write Ian, this version of Ian Chesterton. Um, secondly, I noticed he is straight up dating Barbara yeah, in this like, version. Wait, mm-hmm. what? Jared, um, because we haven't really seen all of it, was was there a romantic link between Ian and Barbara that developed over time, or no? Uh, I, I think there was there there wasn't any overt uh, connection, uh, romantic connection between the two, but there, I think there were some implications at times, um, as as I recall. But you know that was, okay. uh, but that sort of developed, right? It was it definitely wasn't from the outset. No, de- no, definitely not. They were just uh, two right. two teachers at Coal Hill that were worried right. about Susan. Yeah. So, by the way, no Coal Hill, no, no. Ian and Barbara no being school. teachers at the school, and no. Susan they being their students. The no junkyard. As they were in the in the first thing, they uh, they were definitely younger. Yeah, they did feel a little younger. And Susan was like, well. Susan was a lot. Well, sure. Susan was like sure. she was like what, like twelve or something in this movie. <laughs> As opposed to sixteen, whatever she something, was. yeah, yeah, which yeah, it was just an appearance. You say twelve, I think that's generous. She might have been eight. I, yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah. So then, my last note on Ian was he was he was way less, uh, way less heroic. Um, not only a, a, a klutz, but but like there was that moment where it was like, quick, go help him, and one of the thals goes running after him, and and Ian kind of looks at Barbara like, man, I want to go. I guess I'll go. <laughs> and runs off. It was like, what is this character? So, uh, so who is Susie? So, okay. All right. Okay. So <laughs> my notes on her are all over the place. My notes start off saying, so she's still the doctor's granddaughter, but only because she's Barbara's daughter. Who's the daughter of Dr. Who. And then later on I went, wait, wait a minute. Barbara is not the doctor's daughter. So, Susie isn't Barbara's daughter. How are they related at all? Um, oh, also, she's not Susan. She's Susie almost throughout the entire movie. There was once or twice where he calls her Susan, uh, but mostly she was Susie. Um, and then after doing some research, I don't know how she's related. <laughs> because, all right, so again, we mentioned that you had Doctor Who, the third motion picture, the the book, colon the story (laughs) the the story parentheses the novelization yeah bracket the book (laughs) there were i don't know if there were comics short stories novels big finish audio i don't know but there is apparently an expanded parallel universe Okay, there is uh, probably not to the same extent, but in the same way that you have books that expand and fill in the gaps for main universe Doctor Who, you have expanded stories from this universe. They're out there and they exist. Mm -hmm. And apparently if you go to the Wikia on Susie or Susan parentheses, Doctor Who and the Daleks, 
and explore this version of the character, it turns out that Susie is a Time Lord and is the great-grandmother of Doctor Who, who is part Time Lord or something. What? I don't. I, I didn't get that far. Wait, I didn't what? get that far. Are you but, sure you were reading this right? Yes, Susie is the great grandmother of of the character in this universe called Doctor Who, what? and again, something to do with it's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, birthy worthy. I don't know. But that was <laughs> definitely not referenced at all. No, not one hundred. Definitely one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Barbara refers to uh doctor who as her grandfather or maybe it's the other way around maybe doctor who calls her his granddaughter i don't know but she is referenced at barbara is referenced as his granddaughter and it's at least heavily implied that Susie is also his granddaughter so again i don't know if Susie and barbara are sisters or cousins or what the crap is going on like i said the more i researched it the less i understood <laughs> because unfortunately when you're reading the wikia the Wikia will present you, if you look up Susie, you will see everything about Susie in one collated thing. So it'll give you like her biography and throughout the bio- biography, there'll be, there'll be a whole paragraph explaining how she's the great grandmother of Doctor Who. And then in parentheses at the end, it'll note the short story where this is discussed. So you have to just like ignore that if you're talking about just within the confines of this movie. But there's right. a second movie. And by the way, in the second movie, Susie and Ian return, but not Barbara. There's a different woman who's involved. And it's like, what happened? So it's very, very tangled. So who's Barbara? Uh, (laughs) So again, my notes say, wait, is she Doctor Who's daughter or granddaughter? She called him grandfather at one point, but I thought she called him dad or father at the beginning. It was dad. I thought thought she said dad. And then later on, she she said. Ian and she called him dad. Right. Later on, when they were on the planet, he called him. Later on, she called him grandfather, and maybe she was talking to Susie. So, in the same way that I might talk to you about mom, and I mean Keely, not Melissa, that might be what's going on there. She was saying grandfather to Susie, but I don't, it was unclear. Again, the more I read, um, uh, according to the Wikia, the Wikia in the synopsis of the movie refers to both Barbara and Susie as his granddaughters. But again, that if you click on Susie, you find her, the first thing it says, the first thing it says for this character is Susie was the great grandmother of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? How did we, like, what? And then I, then you had to like read on to find out why that was. And I was like, oh my gosh. So who is Doctor Who? That doesn't uh, <laughs> First of all, as we mentioned, D-R period W-H-O, not the doctor, Mm-mm. comma, Doctor Who, comma, no, just the doctor. Um, he was Doctor Who. So apparently... Um, like Bob who <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. I desperately wanted to know his first name. I desperately wanted to know his first name because you can guarantee it was stupid. Yeah. It was like Maybe his first name was Jim- Drake and they were just abbreviating it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even a doctor. Why would it be Drake? <laughs> DR. No, his I know, first, his I know first why, name Corbin. is DR. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for bringing me in on the joke. <laughs> so glad you're here to help me along. You got his my cane? His name is Drake who? Oh, gosh, Drake who. That's great. 
Um, I did like that at the beginning, everyone is reading the science of science and, you know, advanced <laughs> thermonuclear dynamics. And then Doctor Who is reading comics. Yeah. That, was, that was typical right there. Um, oh, I did note he couldn't remember Ian's name, just like uh, uh, William Hartnell was, was wow, always messing up his name call and calling him Ian Chesterfield or whatever. Um, <sighs> yeah, he called him something, Ethan or or something like that. Yeah, and he was like, uh, like it's, it's actually Ian, sir. Um, he definitely had a doctory outfit on oh, there, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was, um, I, as much as the hair was a little stupid, the hair was a little <laughs> too mad scientist-y. Um, but the, the glasses and his outfit were yeah. spot on Doctor Who. And he had a fob watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe he That's is a good catch. That's right. That's the connection. That's what I'm implying is that the, this whole parallel universe is a parallel universe where the doctor put himself in a, in a, in a fob watch. And instead of being John Smith and teaching at the school where the 10th doctor did, he became Dr. Drake Smith. I mean, Drake who Drake Smith. <laughs> he became, Drake who. <laughs> became Dr. Drake who anything else about Dr. Who guys? Specifically, this doctor, not the no, television. No, we're we're gonna stop talking about Doctor Who now. We're just gonna switch over to Star <laughs> Trek, and that's what you usually do in your podcasts. I mean, <laughs> whatever movie you watched this week, Star Trek episodes. Can we watch Lord of the Rings. So guys, today, let's we'll talk about that. Guys, yeah. you know, anytime I just need to be brought down a few pegs, just remind <laughs> me to invite Jared on because he just reminds me of who we really are. <laughs> Well, that's what you normally do on your podcast. You talk about all these other franchises. By the way, we've already talked about Star Trek on this episode. So meh. And MCU. What's that? And MCU. And MCU. So yeah, we have we have refrained from from talking about uh, Fellowship of the Ring that we went and saw yeah. in 4K IMAX last night. Which, by the way, oh, nice. Yeah, we Jared, we can talk about that offline when we're oh, done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you do, be do be do. Head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. You know what? Don't do that. Go to patreon.com slash noobs in the Whovian. No, no other options this week. You want to support us, yes. you're gonna do it this way, okay? Listen up now. <laughs> no right? more going over and clicking on the one million dollar button. No, no button. clicking on the that, million dollar button. That is the, close the for this trip week. still has not added to my website yet. <laughs> Our, our our website I'll, I'll, i can't I'll figure out the website won't let me let y'all guys donate one mil it it, it, something it has pay, a max something of a in thousand. the paypal terms and conditions <laughs> that says no we're not gonna let this one go there uh yeah patreon.com slash noobs in the hooving become a monthly supporting patron for as little as a dollar a month but why why do that why why just a dollar a month why do why just a dollar a month if you could do five dollars a month and get your name read on the show every week like victor jared and james why not? So, uh, but you know what, if you, you know, you don't have that $5 a month, might as well make it a dollar. Cause again, what were, what were you going to do with that dollar? Nothing. It was just, it was, it was going to be, you know, folded up. It, it's, you know what, that dollar that you're holding on to, and, 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 and instead of giving it to patreon.com slash noobs in the Whovian, it's probably wrapped up in Bitcoin, isn't it? We know you, we know, we know your type. It's probably wrapped up in Bitcoin. You're going to forget the password. It's going to be worth 12 bazillion dollars and you're going to lose the password and it's going to end up in a landfill somewhere and you're going to beg the local government to help you dig it out. And they're going to tell you no, because you're, you're uh, just careless and you lost all your Bitcoin and you should have given that dollar to noobs in the Whovian. Instead of spending on 2000 Bitcoin. Are you referencing something specific? I'm referencing several specific things, several specific things. 
<laughs> Y'all, I told you all about that, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Guy that lost a hard drive with his Bitcoin wallet on it. And, and it was tried like, to, like $2.5 billion or something, or million. Yeah, it's like $750 million. And so he told the local uh, government if they if they helped him dig it up because he thinks he knows what part of the landfill it's in, that uh, he'll split it with them. And they're like, no. <laughs> so buy. That Bitcoin is lost. So guys, don't buy Bitcoin. Buy noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. That's Wait, all I'm saying. Buy noobsinthehoovian.com slash you heard me. Well, well <laughs> yeah. Buy our love. We'll sell buy it our for affection. $1 billion. Well, uh, okay. What? We're selling our website for a billion dollars. I'm putting that up right now. <laughs> okay. <contact us>. So, <laughs> no, not the whole website. Just slash support. Yeah. They yeah. only get the support page. And then yes. we, we put a big picture of their face on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good investment. It's, yeah, it's yes. sound. It's Way sound. Better. It'll grow with time. <laughs> All kinds of returns. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hashtag no guarantees. All right. Uh, overall impressions. So overall rating out of 10. We're, I, we're just going to skip the creep level because any creep that there may have been in this episode was just swallowed whole and, and gulped down the gullet of the camp. Uh, so no. Uh, overall rating I'm, I'm out of 10. I'm by the eating part now. Uh, yeah. No, you know what? I got 254 creep levels just for the... the for the turd the, uh, Yeah, the multicolored <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> so disgusting. You joke, but for me, that's actually what it was, and I hate it so much. <laughs> y'all just don't even want to hear the stories about when y'all were children, when y'all were little babies. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. don't I'm gonna say, me. I'm gonna say one word: blowout. No, don't. Oh. <laughs> all, the, all the dads listening and all the moms listening. Oh. I know your pain. So uh, let's see. Trip, you want to kick us off? I'm going to get it. Four out of ten poo food. There's just there's nothing. Four, no, excuse me. Four out of ten fistfuls of poo food. <laughs> squishing her fingers. Somehow, somehow fistful makes it even worse than handful. Because it was a fist. <laughs> the episode fist has evolved it. quickly. It really has. Oh, my God. It can only go up from here. Corbin, what about you? Uh, okay, I haven't gotten to talk about it yet. So here's where I get to talk about the fact that the acting in this episode was, was so bad. Terrible. It was terrible. Oh. Some of the line readings, it felt like it was the first time they'd seen yeah. the script. It was insane. They didn't want to spoil the episode, <laughs> so they made him read it then, even though uh, they totally stole it. It was so, so bad, the acting. I don't... So your rating? Uh, I'm going to say five because it's, it's literally the same episode we already watched, except <laughs> Which worse I gave in a, a six, number of ways. So oh, Trip gave that one a six. It's bad. Uh, five out of ten butane torch Daleks. Jared, you want to go next? I don't think butane would cut through, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, Butane is what fuels like a Bic lighter. I mean, watching watching this version, um, I'd I'd have to go with. I mean, I think I could go even lower. Give it like a three out of ten. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, three out of ten. Uh, you know, um, Skittle Daleks. I, I don't know. Just um, pretty bad. But but there's a Rift Tracks version out there. Um, I've heard about this, which is hilarious. I- and and I'm that version I could I could go as high as a six, so you know. Fill the boys in on what a riff tracks is. 
Oh, <laughs> Rift Tracks. Uh, I mean, is what, am I right? That's born out of uh, Mystery Science Theater Mystery 3000. Science. Yeah. I think. So there was a TV show. Was it on Comedy Central originally? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that came out. And these this guy was stranded uh, on a planet and he was forced to watch really, really bad movies. And he made robots out of uh, the parts that could control when the movies stop and start, as I recall the the oh, uh, intro one? goes. Um, <laughs> and so, so he made robots out of them. So you've got the uh, the, the guy and the two robots uh, sitting there just making fun of the movies through the through the whole time. I mean, it's it's like basically, hey, let's go watch a bad movie and make jokes about it to to my friends, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and set a camera three rows behind us in the movie theater, right? Watching when you're watching the show on TV, you would have the movie playing, and then you would have these silhouettes of like chair backs, and then the three characters, and it's literally like as they're talking, it's like you're watching the shadows of the, their silhouettes moving as they're talking and everything, yeah, um, in real time right over top of it. So there, it's like if we went to a movie and just sat there and made fun of the movie beat by beat, like everything that happens, whatever comes in your head, throw that out there. And so then there was a spinoff thing called Rift Tracks where, you know, the, the show has gone off the air. Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm-hmm. went off the air, came back, was revived, blah, blah, blah. Rift Tracks is like an independent thing where they just kind of release them on like YouTube, I guess, and stuff. I and guess, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a Rift Tracks take on this. I did see that. I, I almost went and found it and said, boys, let's watch this one instead. But yeah, um, <laughs> so, so you're giving you're giving the Rift Tracks version a six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Even with jokes every three seconds, it's still a terrible movie, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. If I had, it, I honestly think if I had not seen the original serial, I would have liked this movie less. <laughs> I think if that's if that's not too bizarre. I know y'all Jared's like, well, compared to the other one, this one, you know, this was worse. I'm thinking like I think I enjoyed this what I okay, I did not enjoy this movie. You enjoyed their terrible I enjoyed, take on an okay one. No, no, I didn't even enjoy that. I enjoyed the experience of watching this cover band do a classic who episode with my kids in preparation for a podcast episode. That's what I enjoy. So the movie is experience hated the movie. (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes experience a six, but the movie a three. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much a memory. So it's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so I'm going to give it, um, four, uh, four out of 10 pink Panther intros. Nice. Uh, or I'm, I'm typing as I'm writing or seven out of 10, uh, cover bands. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, so Dr. Who and the Daleks would be a great cover band name. Oh, wouldn't it though? <laughs> yeah. Good night, Scarrow. Right. Now that I've completely clipped the audio and made, made Corbin's job all that much more mm-hmm. difficult. No, actually did yeah. job. All right, so guys, that that just brings us down to the game plan. Um, hey, we found it, we found it. So Our life is complete. Uh, yes, that is correct. So I joined I joined um, a, a new Facebook group that has uh, the it is certainly the best Facebook group name that I am currently a part of. It is called Doctor Who 
what is it? It's called Doctor Who fans that actually like the show. Corbin. Or no, I'm sorry. A Doctor Who fan group for people that actually enjoy the show or something like that. So yeah, that's that was that was my laugh uh, that that drew me into it. It mm. came up as like a suggested group. It's like <laughs> you might like this group. And when I saw the name, I was like, join. Yeah. Um and it is, man. They're they're just like super positive on it. Like I've seen more people uh just be getting all gaga about 13 more than I've seen anywhere else on the internet. People are like, I like 13. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my people. <laughs> um, so at any rate, I asked in there because uh, Twitter had failed me, Facebook, uh, our Facebook page had failed me. I threw it into that group and said, I'm trying to find Doctor Who the movie. Actually, I take that back. Someone else asked the question in the group. Somebody said, I'm oh. watching through Classic Who and I can't find Doctor Who the movie. And I chimed in and went, me too, because everybody was like, oh, get it on BritBox. So I had to explain the whole situation. And somebody casually said, see if it's at your library. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we used to get <sighs> Doctor Who from the library. Yeah. We used to get every episode on DVD from the library. I can't believe I didn't think. Well, I know I didn't think about it because COVID, right? Our libraries are set up in such a way that you can order it online go to the drive, uh, go to the, the uh, parking spot, call a number and they'll bring it out and put it in your trunk. Right. So we got it. So here's the trick. Okay. Two things to look for. This was the first thing that somebody mentioned in that thread that I tried to find it first. So there is a, uh, like a retro, there's a retrospective called the doctors revisited and it's a series of DVDs and like volume one is doctors one through three or something like that. And then as you go through the volumes, one of them is I think six, seven, and eight. And the way they do it is on each, on the DVDs, they have like an interview with that actor and like, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And then they have a story from that doctor. So to do the eighth doctor, you had to include doctor who the movie. So if you get that DVD set, you can get doctor who the movie. Also, we found Doctor Who the movie special edition, the one that we can only find region two at, mm -hmm. you know, on Amazon. We found it in our library collection because they bought it back before it sold out. So go to your library, call your local library, hit them up on their website, see if they are doing any kind of distribution. Can you go up there and get it at all? And then find out, do they have Doctor Who the movie or the doctors revisited that features the eighth doctor. Okay. So that's, that's your two things. So with that in mind, next week, we're going to be covering Dr. Who the movie. So we will have Jared on for a record breaking third time. Actually, I say that Jared, are you planning to be with us next week? <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I hope so. But uh, yeah, we actually um, haven't, we haven't hammered out scheduling yet. I did want to talk yeah. to you about that. So we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully um, we'll have Jared with us um, for a, a third week. You have probably already heard, because we, we record a week ahead, you have probably already heard the 0.5 episode that's the primer on Doctor Who the movie. If you haven't, we'll, it'll be coming out before we actually cover the episode, but hopefully we've already gotten, got it out. After that, we head back to Christmas for the return of Doctor Mysterio, and then we're on to the Series 10 opener, The Pilot. Not the pilot of the Doctor Who television series, but an episode called The, pi the Pilot. There you go. So guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside and getting even more crowded all the time. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. And our classic who specialist is this guy. Hey, I'm Jared. 
Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his uh, input this week. <laughs> Not the classic yeah. connections, but just his input for being here. Uh, shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at noobsandthehoovian.com where you'll find all of our links to our social media, how you can support us, all those kinds of things, and more, including our full show notes. Wherever you find us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip, And we're the news. And this is our classic Who specialist. Yes, again, I'm Jared. <laughs> it's until next time. Be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I think Corbin said there were some bloopers. Maybe I'll put this in the bloopers as a fun fact I just learned, but apparently... Why not just put it in the show? Uh, because it doesn't really have anything to do oh, with okay. the show. But um, apparently, you know those movie novelizations <laughs> that are made? like Yeah. So the people that write those... Uh, they're not shown the movie ahead of time. They just get the script. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. And sometimes they're given really lackluster details. So the guy that wrote the book for the Alien movie, he didn't know what the Alien looked like. Oh my oh. gosh. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. why that series still is talked about today. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>